This episode of the Voices of Victors podcast brought to you by the University of Michigan Credit Union, the official auto loan provider of the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan. Go farther with UMCU. Auto loans new to UMCU have low rates that let you cover more ground for less. Visit umcu.org today. Insured by NCUA. From the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan, this is the Voices of Victors podcast. This episode is about the maize and blue spirit. Yes, maize is a color. Everybody knows that. And now Michigan has a specific shade of blue. In 2013, U of M's branding chief found no fewer than 12 shades of Michigan blue in use. So he set about having a single, intelligent, inventive, and noble shade of blue. It's a classic shade used for years on the panels at Michigan Stadium. So if you want to get technical about it, this episode is about the maize and blue Pantone color 282C. It's a combination of 100 parts cyan, 60 parts magenta, and 60 parts black. Our first story comes from a proud Michigan mom. As read by Maya, this is how your world changes when you simply put on a hat. In the 1988 romance, Crossing Delancey, decent and ever-patient Sam Posner informs lovable but dismissive Izzy that she may wish to change her perspective. You should try a new hat sometime. It might look good on you, he suggests. With a new hat from Sam, a clearer look into her own desires, plus a dose of meddling from her grandmother, Izzy is ultimately matched with Sam. Three decades after the release of this charming movie, the message still resonates. Sometimes, a person just needs a new hat for opportunities and connections to emerge. Each morning for the past three years, I have been taking our energetic dog for a walk around the neighborhood. Some fellow dog walkers and joggers I have encountered seem to thrive during cold northeastern mornings. These are humans who consider sub-freezing temperatures brisk, refreshing, and even invigorating. These are not my people. I wear a sweater in the summertime when visiting my parents in Virginia. That's Southern Virginia, where the heat is decidedly not dry. I actually look forward to the occasional hot flash so I can be warm at night without so many blankets. In New York, between the months of October and May, I almost always wear a hat so my ears don't freeze when walking the dog. My favorite hat for our morning constitutionals used to be a creamy white fuzzy beret that actually matched our puppy. Then, after a trip for parents and family weekend and hours of sitting on a concrete seat attempting to understand a football game, I purchased a somewhat ordinary-looking blue and yellow, sorry, maize, hat with a modest-sized M at the top, perched tastefully underneath a small pom-pom. The hat was deliriously warm, even for Ann Arbor in November. Back at home, this Michigan hat became my go-to accessory for dog walking and running errands. Wearing the hat made me feel close to my daughter, who was so happily ensconced in her school with new friends and interesting classes, but who was now living over 600 miles away. Almost immediately, something strange started to happen whenever I wore the hat. Strangers, these are New Yorkers, started to talk to me. Hey, go blue, a person would call out to me from across the street. Tough loss on Saturday, a stranger would shake his head and sympathize in the produce department. Another man, this one a proud Penn State alum, needed to speak to me in front of the waxed paper and aluminum foil about the game between the schools, which I had witnessed firsthand. Baseball is my sport of choice, so I had to check in with my children to catch up regarding names of quarterbacks, personality quirks of coaches, and intelligence regarding rival teams, including arch-rival Ohio State. 
At my son's Little League baseball games, I've been known to sit on the opposing side's bleachers to chat with friends and even let a cheer slip out for their children. So I'm not exactly a hardened sports fan. Even though my family moved when I was three years old, my passport still reveals that I was born in Ohio. How much of a pure Michigan fan can I be? What I had stumbled into was a community of Wolverines and alums from Big Ten schools who felt connected to one another through sports and shared experiences and memories. Although I was not an official member of this tribe, I was tangentially attached to this enthusiastic culture through my child. I may not be much of a football fan, and the entire undergraduate student body of my alma mater is smaller than my daughter's freshman class, but I have been feeling the embrace of a network of alumni and just plain lovers of Michigan sports since donning my new hat. When an older man at the gas station asked me, will he stay or will he go? I looked puzzled for a moment. Harbaugh, Harbaugh, he prompted me, pointing to my warm hat and referring to the much-discussed head football coach. Having done my due diligence, I can parrot my son's opinions with some confidence. They have a great defense, but somehow need to learn to keep it together when the games really matter. The man smiles and nods. He gives me a knowing glance. It's the look I used to share with my brother when we had pizza with non-Jewish friends, the only two kids who didn't eat the pepperoni. My hat has opened the door to new conversations and a new community. My head and my heart are warmer for it. Special thanks to Sharon Foreman, a proud Michigan mom and frequent hat wearer, for her contribution to the podcast. She is the author of Honest Answers to Your Child's Jewish Questions, numerous essays on parenting, and most recently, The Baseball Haggadah, a festival of freedom and springtime in 15 innings. Our next story is about school spirit from a person who had never experienced it before. As read by Reese, this person never had school spirit. Not in high school, not in college. It wasn't until pursuing a PhD at the University of Michigan that she became maize and blue through and through. The small high school I attended, boasting a mere 125 students, was a college prep school, which meant students studied hard to get into a good university. School spirit was never really part of the program. Few spectators showed up to cheer at the sporting events. There were no pep rallies, no football team. The boys' basketball team always lost more games than it won. Girls' sports consisted only of basketball and volleyball. When asked my high school's name, I whispered it under my breath. From there, I attended a technological university for my undergraduate education. It was a commuter school, and most students held part or full-time jobs to pay for their classes. School was more a means to an end than a way of life. The only sports team was club hockey. When bored, we trudged over to the city ice rink to watch the games. The team had an acceptable record, and I even knew a few players. But the games offered little more than a way to kill time. Just like my high school, my college had no school spirit. Then I arrived at the University of Michigan for graduate school. I could not believe what I saw. Maize and Blue was everywhere. I had never seen so much color in support of a school. Everyone, it seemed, owned a blue shirt with a maize block M, or a maize shirt with blue Michigan lettering, or maize and blue sweatpants, or a Michigan baseball cap. Whatever the apparel, they all wore something in support of the university. Likewise, stores with maize and blue signs had names like Michigan Book and Supply and Wolverine Party Shop. 
If a store was not painted maize and blue, it sold maize and blue items. Even restaurants had maize and blue offerings on their menus. I remember the maize and blue awning at the maize and blue deli. The garbage trucks were maize and blue. Everywhere I looked, maize and blue. As someone who had never experienced school spirit, I was overwhelmed. Then one day, a student dressed in a maize and blue tracksuit boarded the maize and blue bus I was riding. He was so tall, he had to bend over so his head wouldn't hit the ceiling. The whole bus quieted, and I heard someone whisper, Fab Five. He was one of Michigan's basketball superstars. Shivers went down my spine. I was excited to be on the bus with that maize and blue athlete, and I wasn't sure why. Later, I stood on the Block M in the Diag and sensed the spirit of alumni past, present, and future. Though the surface was a dull metallic gray, I could feel the maize and blue shining through. I felt the pride and dedication of those alumni. I realized I was part of that tradition that included spirit, enthusiasm, and devotion. I felt that same spirit at my first U of M football game, crowded into Michigan Stadium with 100,000, give or take a few thousand, football fans. An entire city's worth of people supporting maize and blue. The spirit in the stadium was buzzing and leaping about, trying to infect me. It was impossible to resist. And soon I was clapping, cheering, and singing the victors along with everyone else. Naturally, it was time to purchase my first maize and blue t-shirt. Then I bought one for my brother, as well as a maize and blue cheerleading outfit for my niece and a Michigan sweatshirt for my mom. Soon, every member of my family had an item or two of Michigan apparel in their wardrobes. The spirit did not stop there. When I read about Michigan's high academic ratings, I thought with pride, that is my school, one of the best in the nation. I told everyone I knew about the great university I was attending, how the education was top-notch, the students and faculty were friendly and genuine, and the spirit of the school rang throughout the city. Anywhere I go, I look for maize and blue. Whether it's at the mall, the grocery store, my mother's home in Florida, or on vacation in another state or country, when I find maize and blue, and I usually do, I know I am among friends. Special thanks to Kelly Daly Flynn, PhD class of 98, for her contribution to the podcast. She is Operations Excellence Director at Ascent Aerospace. She enjoys competitive walking, her rose garden, and learning everything under the sun. The Alumni Association of the University of Michigan provides connection and community for your fellow alumni. Have you become a member? We invite you to do so. Visit our website at alumni.umich.edu. We are using this platform to amplify voices of University of Michigan alumni and tell their stories. If you like what you heard, give this podcast a rating and review and hit the subscribe button or ask your smart speaker to play the Voices of Victors podcast. Until next time, wherever you go, go blue.